pay their bucket heads. Oh, that's a new one. We got a new one this time. I'm re- new season, new new season, new sound. New season, new sound. All right. Had to do my best. There also yeah. may potentially be a new bucket soon. Oh, that's very exciting. We'll see. We'll see what the, the new bucket provides. Well, if you listened to our season finale of Georgia, you know that we have finally, finally left the South. <laughs> we are out of the South. And we went to the most non-Southern place available, pretty much, both politically and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... um. So we're going to do our this season, season four of History Back of the Podcast. Yes. <laughs> California. California dreaming. Right? It's, such a, it's not a winter's day, but you know. Yeah. No. And then uh, this season will also provide us hopefully our first guest um, onto the podcast, our other best friend Nico uh, was born and raised in California and currently resides in California. So hopefully he'll make an appearance on the podcast at some point in this season. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of new stuff coming um, in season four. We're going to have stickers available. Um, we are going to maybe, possibly, we'll see how this episode goes, split the state into two separate seasons. I feel so like we're going to have to split yeah. the state into two separate seasons. Even when I yeah. told Jen, she was like, that is that is a good idea. Yeah. So even in my like my research into just the history of California, it was already split. Like, right. <laughs> So it's like, well, I guess this is just what's going to have to happen. So at the, I'm assuming at the end of the episode, we'll decide if we want to do Northern or Southern California first. Yeah. As part A of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this will be our longest season, our most in-depth season, I have a feeling. And um, I'm really excited to see what, Cali- what California brings us because it's we're getting into the big leagues here, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, it is one of the biggest states. It is. It is one of the biggest states. Um, so let's go ahead and start deep diving into California and where it came from and the history behind it. So we can. <laughs> where it came from, where it's going. How's it yeah. been? <laughs> tell us, tell us the tea about uh, California. <laughs> that was so bad. I'm so sorry. That was ridiculous. Um, so I got pre-civil war california mm-hmm. and so california like the name california it was meant as a peninsula off the west coast of what is now modern mexico but it was also known as baja california or lower california so california has always been technically talked about in two as two separate places because you had Baja yeah. California which was the lower one um which the Spaniards believe when they discovered it was just a, a big ass island um, <laughs> that's a mood why right? are the Spanish just so bad at this <laughs> they're really not not doing really well um and then when they ventured inland they discovered more of California which they called Alta California so also, California is the more northern part of California. Well, Baja uh, California is going to be your lower part of California. And I will be saying those terms a lot during my segment. So 
I I will not. Okay. Um, So in physical terms of California, the state literally has both ends of the spectrum, like um, geography wise. It stretches 825 miles and it has 1,264 miles of beaches and harbors. Mm -hmm. The elevation of uh, California, the highest peak is Mount Whitney at 14,495 feet, with the lowest point being Death Valley at 282 uh, feet below sea level. Gross. Yeah. Now, both of those landmarks, Mount Whitney and Death Valley, can uh, be found a little more than 50 miles apart in California. <laughs> like I'm watching Jesse absolutely lose their shit. Fifty miles apart, and it's like the lowest of the low and the highest of the highs. Exactly. Gross. That is that is the polarization of California. And now uh California's climates are similar to that, where you're gonna have, you know, winter and rainier seasons and stuff like that up north near mountains and stuff like that. And then you have the driest of dries in your Sahara and your Death Valley area. So the the topology, like the topographical maps of California. I I <laughs> no, swear I get it. to God. I I can't say it and I was trying so hard to say it correctly, you guys. Topographical. There you go. If I said it wrong, I, I which I probably did. It's fine. Uh, I apologize. Geography um, was one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah, no, not not my favorite. Um, of not my favorite subject in elementary school or like middle school when I took it. Now, now the Spaniards, of course, were not the first people to ex- uh discover air quotes discover California. Um, the earliest Californias, um, Californians. Um, were technically um, adventurous Asians who had made their way across the Bering Strait from Alaska down to California thousands and thousands of years ago looking for a warmer climate, which, you know, now with the now banished land bridge, which made travel a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I did a whole like third or fourth grade presentation on the land bridge in Pangea. If you want to know how much of a nerd I am, like I geek the fuck out over the land bridge and Pangea. No, I get it. Cause like, cause like, no. Okay. So <laughs> same level of nerd, different nerd status. Mm-hmm. So like it has a lot to do in like, you know, the whole ancient myths and societies with the land bridge and they talk about it a lot on ancient aliens which as i say good history bad theories good history bad theories oh god so yeah same level of nerd very different topics yeah no i was i was overly obsessed with native americans and native tribes and stuff as a kid and so um the land bridge and how the disbursement of peoples from the land bridge was very fascinating to me in fourth fucking grade okay well i feel like that was so i don't know why maybe this was just like at my school or maybe mm-hmm. it was just like at everything everybody wanted to be some part native american when no. they were kids i don't i don't think that was anything like what i had i don't think i because you know i'm most of the people i went to school with were 
very white, unfortunately, but we, um, but we did have, you know, some people of of people people of color, which was uh, really nice. But I mean, no, we, no one I was mean, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally like one fourth Native American. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't even any. one fourth Native American. It was I'm one thirty sixth Native American. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, at like no. eight years old. And I was like, yeah. now that I'm older, I'm like, why were we so obsessed with that? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I've got I've done the white people thing. I got my DNA tested. There is zero. Oh, yeah. No, which I'm- is unsurprising. Yeah, I'm I, I have yet to do the DNA thing, but I feel like if I, if and when I do it because I do want to do it, um, it'll be like you're white. Congratulations. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't it's not really it's not like I wanna be a different ethnicity or anything like that. It'd be nice to know where my uh whiteness comes from. Europe. But <laughs> I was going to be like, I think I have an answer for that. <laughs> Call me a magic eight ball. Oh, my God. You're so good at this. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. No. Uh, Landbridge. But, yes. Yes. Landbridge. Pangea. Yes. Pangea. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent um, over. Yeah. Sorry, guys. To add to the already long episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now you have people um, coming over from those Asian countries, spreading down into North and South America, dubbing themselves, you know, their native tribes. Now, because of the Pacific Coast and how it is geographically with the high highs and the low lows and the difference of just you can go, you know, 50 miles and be in a completely different uh, atmosphere and ecosystem and stuff. The, a lot of the tribes really didn't co-mingle. They were very much isolated in their own little populations. Um, you did have a few people who, you know, would travel beyond those and kind of go and settle in other places. But a lot of the places, a lot of the people in California kind of found a place that worked for them and stuck with it. Um, and because of this, because of the kind of isolation that the California California landscape gave these people they don't really resemble a lot of this what you would imagine or would like what the picture would come to your head when you think of a Native American like the Great Plains kind of people because of the topography of everything they were more kind of diverse tribes there you go that was the word I was looking for thank you I got you yeah uh so some of the tribes include I am going to probably mess these up I Sincerely apologize. Um, you have Korok, uh, Mojave, Yokurt, Pomo, Paiute, and Modoc. Um, but California. I have heard of a few of those actually, surprisingly. Yeah, I, ha- <laughs> I have too. Um, but overall, had a very diverse population and had about 135 distinct dialects alone wow. in California. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So, um, so because of the lack of rain and everything in California and certain climates, agriculture was a little bit on the harder side for some. Uh, so they called it a gentle climate with rich soil, uh, rich soil, which had people being able to harvest and process like wild nuts, berries, and then fish from streams and stuff. So these Native Americans were considered more digger Native Americans because they would forage instead of like planting crops like corn and and wheat and all these things they would more look for acorns and nuts and wild berries and stuff like that foraging kind of people 
Now, um, with an ample food supply in places in the temperatured climate, you know, it's very usually very um, steady in California. Um, this trip in the absence of war. So there was not a lot of um, war or anything like that happening in California. Um, That's really good. contributed to a large and healthy population. So when Europeans first came to California, the native population was around 300,000 people and about 13% were indigenous to North America. And how many of those people died when the white people showed up? Oh, let me tell you. I'll tell you. So, um, <laughs> You're welcome and, for the segue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It was a beautiful, it was a beautiful segue. It's exactly what I needed. So in 1542, um, our first Spaniard, um, Juan Rodrigo Caballero, there we go, was the first European to visit the coast of California. Um, so the California, like Europeans didn't make contact with California um, up in like they said that Juan in 1542 was the first person to like go and really visit and explore. But Europeans made contact around the mid 1530s um, where they were look, where they ventured into Baja, California. But like I said, it wasn't until uh, 1542 where the Spaniards sailed up more north or Alta California, where Juan Rodrigo Caballero really made those um, expeditions into more north area, which is now modern Santa Barbara. So 1542, they made great strides. I almost fucked up so bad. He said 1542, and I went, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And I was like, absolutely not. No. No. Wrong wrong century. Yeah, no. Um, So 1542, the Spaniards, they start visiting. They find some land. They were like, yeah, that's Spain's land. Don't fucking touch it now. And then... (laughs) This is ours, but you can have Florida. Yeah. Like, don't don't touch this part of this part of this land. You can have the other parts of this land, but this part of this land is our land. <laughs> I hope you followed that train of thought because it was I did. glorious. Um, but for 200 years, nothing happened to that land. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have 1542, the Spaniards like, ours claimed don't do a singular fucking thing to it for 200 years as they shouldn't exactly but then uh, you know 200 years later they're like oh yeah that place all to california we're gonna we're gonna fuck that shit up now <laughs> um <laughs> uh, the reasons why because the coastal winds and the currents and stuff made voyage really um difficult because it's a lot of rocky beaches not a lot of sand beaches um uh, and Spanish captains failed to create safe harbors for their crafts. So it kind of went, you know, they're like, eh, back burner to that shit. And then when the Seven Years War ended from 1756 to 1763, and all of the Christian Europeans and everybody kind of aligned themselves back together, they're like, oh, yeah, California, we're going to go, we're going to go start establishing that now. So they brought military forces, which is presiditos, and mission churches that were overseen by Franciscan fathers Juan Pedro Serrera. I actually said that correctly. Go. I was just say you said that a lot better than I would have. <laughs> I did take Spanish in elementary school, so I have that little bit of the back burner there. Oh, I mean, I took it in high school, but that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> 
I I remember a little bit, you know, Banyo and stuff. Anyway. <laughs> the important the important shit. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> Where is the Where library? Is the library? <laughs> so now, um, in 1769, the first party set north from Baja, California, um, in the line of Spanish settlement along the coast was inaugurated by soldiers and priests establishing presidencials and mission churches near San Diego, which I just currently was in. Very nice area, a lot of cliffs, not a lot of like safe beach area. So I understand why that was one of the places that they decided to kind of settle was it has a nice little cove there. Um, by the end of the Spanish colonial period, Alta California had three more presidencios, Mon- um, Monterey, San Francisco, and Santa Barbara. And then no fewer than about 21 missions all over the, co- uh, all over the coast. Yeah. Gross. So. So after 1769, uh, the life of a Californian native who came in contact with the Spanish were their lives completely shifted, completely fucked up. Of course. The, the mission fathers, which were the Franciscans, makes it really hard to say, came to California not to just convert people to Christianity, which is pretty much every Christian's job anyway, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they also wanted to train them in European colonial society. Gross. So now instead of like you have the people on the East Coast who are like, oh, well, here's some Christianity, take it or leave it. Um, also, you may or may not be a slave now. Um, everybody on the West Coast, is like, oh, here's Christianity. And now you have to be a functioning member of our colonial society and you have no choice. Conversion was. <laughs> not voluntary (laughs) i mean it very rarely was with the spanish yeah nothing the inquisition (laughs) yeah nothing nothing about any of this was voluntary once you were you know scooped out of your normal everyday love and life as a california native you were then taught a trade you could either do brick making construction cattle raising horse weaving tanning hides the list goes on and on Pretty much the Spanish took people who were already native to California, molded them with Christianity and colonial society and spit out a bunch of productive, air quotes, members of their new missions and new cities, pretty much. Gross. And it was during this time in 1781 that the city of Los Angeles was established. I just have to put that in there because obviously it's like California's most popular place. So it was established in 1781. Now, in theory, the people who lived at the missions were only there uh, until their education was complete. And then they were supposed to go establish homes in small communities outside of the Presidentos. like, so that's what they did. So they molded them. They made them all, you know, Christian and a member of society. And then they told them to go make more society. You know. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> love, I was gonna say sleeper agents, but they're not really sleepers. Not really, no. It's a very much like, here's your job. Um, and people who, you know, were non-converted people, or they were called Gentiles, um, made it very, yeah, I know, it's terrible. Um, it made it very hard for people around them because they kept um, kind of attacking and going to and trying to 
um, tear down the missions and stuff. And then you had the Christians, uh, the converted Indians or the converted natives, what they were called mission Indians. Um, now, this was happening all the way up until well, 1834 when the missions in the system was abolished. So you pretty much had the Spanish going up and down the coast, uh, taking whoever they could find and just molding them into their own little puppets. So Gross. by this time, after 65 years of exposure to the Europeans, the, uh, can we guess the number of native people left? Uh, we start off with 300,000. I'm going to say 3,000. No, you're, it's a lot I'm, more than that. But. Okay, so I, I <laughs> but it did overestimated reduce. the Spanish. Uh, you did. 30,000. 30, no, it only reduced about by half, so 150,000. Okay. Uh, I mean, still uh, horrific, but... Yeah. yeah, still half of a population of an entire state died. Mm -hmm. um, either uh, by a disease, which they brought over from Europe, because then, you know, as, as the Europeans do, spread disease wherever they go. Us um, dirty white people. Yay. <laughs> Um, can't, can't you hear the defeat in my voice? Just listen. Uh... No, okay. So, like, little <laughs> another little tangent. Okay? okay, we we were in Epcot. So he, you were in San Diego very recently. I was at Epcot very recently. Mm -hmm. Um, and Epcot has like the different cultures and stuff. Yeah, and we went on the little Mexico ride oh so like, don't they donald yes <laughs> i love that and ride. I, I was looking at, i was looking at the dolls and i'm riding uh -huh. with jen who is cambodian uh -huh. and i lean over to her and i was like i'm gonna say something and i don't know if it's okay for me to say it and she was like go ahead and i was like is it just me or do the dolls feel very racist and she was like oh 100 absolutely oh yeah i was like okay just making sure it's not just me and then we go to america and they have mm -hmm. All of the non-white people cleaning the bathrooms and in like the white people plantation outfits, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Come on, Disney! Like, fuck you, Bob Iger, but like, do better." Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Guardians was really good, though. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Side rant over. Okay. Um. So they obviously suffered in the thousands um, because they had no resistance to any of these um, diseases that were bringing over thousands died in epidemics and stuff like that. And then you also had crowded, harsh living conditions at the missions that contributed to the Indians' health. Infant mortality, death rates among <sighs> the young children also soared. Um, Shocking the, it, with how many it was the, fucking mass graves of Native Americans we found mm -hmm. at missions. It was, at the the tribes on the coast, of course, the mission Indians were drastically affected the most. The ones along the inner corner, uh, the inner um, inland—that is the word I'm looking for—inland part of California, um, near the uh, mountains and stuff like that, were little uh, little affected because they didn't have as much contact with the Spanish. Now, good for them. In, yeah. So in 1821, Cali. California actually becomes a part of Mexico. Mexico won independence from Spain in 1821 following the Mexican War of Independence, and Alta California actually became a Mexican province in 1822. So the Mexicans were the people who established 
ranching culture and they uh, had liberal trading uh, policies encouraged with the Californians, the native Californians to trade with the Americans and the English. So you had a lot of commingling between cultures and people and stuff like that during that time. Um, and then you have, in 1841, you had people, uh, Americans starting to flow more into California. And this is when the big, the, the large amount of mass migration into California began with the Oregon Trail and the California Trail. Uh, John Bidwell and John Bars, uh, Bartleson were the first group of organized American settlers in California. Immigration among the Americans outnumbered the Mexican citizens by the mid-1840s. Jesus. Yeah. So within five years, five to six years, there were more Americans in California than there were Mexicans in California. And so the American, so because of this, American settlers revolted against the Mexican government in 1846 and then declared California. No, I'm sorry. It's just like you, you left America to go have a better life in another place. And then we're like, we don't like this place. Let's make it just like the place we left. We're not sure why a lot of people uh, flocked to California during that time. There's no real evidence of why. Maybe just outward expansion towards the West. Who knows? But in 1846, California was declared an independent nation where they became uh, what became known as the Bear Flag Revolt. So this is where the whole bear on the flag comes from. So in 1846, California officially declares independence from Mexico. So for a singular month, California was its own republic. For one month. (laughs) One month. One month, California was its own republic. So because of the Mexican-American War, the U.S. government was gaining more interest in expanding its territory and everything like that. And so after the one month of the Bear Flag Revolt, the U.S. military occupied California. Shocking. (laughs) And then um, in 1847, in January of that year, California was surrendered to the United States. And the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo at the war's end gave California to the United States on February 2nd, 1848. It, uh, it became the 31st state in the, um, in the Union on September 9th of 1850. But California was actually never a territory of the United States. It was just property of the United States and then officially became a state. So it didn't even go through like territory phase. It just went directly into, okay, now you're a state. But also during this time in 1848, between the wars and the territory issues and stuff like that, something else was happening in California. Do you know what it was? The gold rush? Gold rush! Yay! Yes! Yes! So in 1848, gold was. I felt like it was a trick question. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It it, might have been a trick question. It very well could have been. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just been like, hey, you know, here's here's a clear answer. Let's just hope you can find it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on January 24th, 1848, a man named James Marshall discovered gold at a sawmill 
that he was constructing at Sutter's Mill in Colma, California, ushering the California Gold Rush. Now, most of the people who originally uh, immigrated to California to do the treasure hunting came from outside of the United States, Mexico, Chile, China. But after President James Polk recognized the discovery in December of that year, prospectors, now known as 49ers, began pouring into the state. That the minor forty er <laughs> Exactly. Gotta have that Scooby Doo reference. I, you can't point. say forty nine er and not have <laughs> me expect to do a Scooby Doo reference. Exactly. So in night in eighteen forty nine alone, alone in that singular year, more than a hundred thousand people moved to California. Jesus. From not just the United States but worldwide, including Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and China. So we can blame the gold rush for pretty much all of California. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some were looking for gold. Others were going to set up a saloon and other businesses because once there is a person there and a camp doing stuff, there's obviously a need for um, alcohol businesses and alcohol (laughs) and women and things to make people happy. Um, and pretty much that's all most of the towns and stuff in California were at that point were just places around a mill or a dig site that slowly became a camp that slowly became a city that slowly became something else. Um, now, between 1847 and 1860, the population of the state tripled to 308 residents. 308,000 residents. There we go. The gold changed. Thank God it's such a big state. Right? Exactly. Um, the Cal not only did the gold rush change California as a like the landscape, the economy, the population, everything. It also had a huge impact on the California Native Americans, who within years were almost entirely wiped out due to the massive immigration that the gold rush inspired. Prospectors while most never struck it rich, um, miners did extract about 28,280,711 ounces of fine gold between 1850 and 1859. So within nine years, they um, mined about $2 billion worth of gold. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're coming up towards kind of the end of general because once the gold rush hit it was pretty much okay nothing nothing exciting until the civil war yes yeah um but in 1854 sacramento did become the state's capital and it was permanently became the capital in 1879 now um, I don't know how far in did you go into the Civil War or are you after the Civil War? I uh, started at 1865. Okay, so I have a little bit of information. Yeah, I was on... gonna say say your part because I didn't really go into into the Civil War. Um, so uh, while a lot of people, especially myself, because I had no idea that the California even had any impact on the Civil War whatsoever. Um, Apparently, the war deeply divided California as well, along with the rest of the country. Uh, Successionalists dominated the southern half of the state, while Northern California remained prominently pro-Union, so pretty much split in half, Yep, um, like the rest of the country. Even before the war began, uh, California was an important role of fighting over slavery um, and events that helped set up 
the stage for war pretty much because of the financial powers of the state, because of the gold mines and the pro-union uh, business elite. They would ensure that the northern, uh, the northern, the union was very well funded, but with a steady supply of gold, with money, with resources that pretty much helped the union uh, succeed against the Confederacy. Um, let's see, where else am I? Unlike um, and much like other northern states, California supplied about a th- thousands of soldiers to the union war effort. Wow. Um, uh, California troops were responsible for pushing back the Confederate Army out of Arizona and New Mexico in 1862. Yep. <laughs> hey, what? Exactly. I had no idea. Additionally, no idea. Numerous, numerous of California re- uh, regiments were organized and joined with the state's res- uh, regiments back east. Californians would face the enemy um, on major battles in the east, including... Um, one regiment that was organized and commanded by former California Senator Edward Dickinson uh, Baker, who was a colonel, who was also at uh, who defended against Pickett's charge at Gettysburg, which was one of the most pivotal points in the war. So um, about 17,000 Californians joined as soldiers, um, and this being the highest per capita total in any state in the Union. I... Okay, so maybe it's the Florida education system, but, like, I always <laughs> just assumed that the Civil War was, like, all of the shit east of the Mississippi. Yes! <laughs> like- yes! I had no idea that it went out that far. Right! I thought it was just, like, okay, you hit, like, Texas. Texas and-, and everything up from Texas, and then that over east... That's the Civil War, and then everything, everything west of that is just like, yeah, we're just chilling, bro. We're just, we're just here. <laughs> we're just growing here crops, watching, watching the rest of the Union freak the fuck out. No, I had no idea, no Zero idea, clue that anything past that point was even remotely involved, let alone to that to that standard. Right, because I remember reading something that was like uh, the governor at the time, because the state was so divided of pro-slavery no slavery that they were like let's just divide the state in two and the northern state will be a free state and the southern state will be a slave state yeah and i was like wait what yeah zero clue had zero idea yeah but yeah Weird. so that's that's the uh the, the beginning of california yeah and then i have the end which is probably not nearly as in-depth as you went because oh buddy (laughs) (laughs) so uh i started around 1865 Mm -hmm. um and this seemed to be when there was a big corporation boom in california so Mm -hmm. independent miners began being replaced by the corporate mining operations and Mm -hmm. railroads started getting built so the you know Miners that were now out of work because their mines were taken over by corporations at least had jobs because they were able to help build the railroads. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In 1869, the Transcontinental Railroad officially opened, which means that people could make it from Chicago to San Francisco within six days instead of six months. Wow, that is a vast improvement. Right. (laughs) and then uh in 1876 the political Mm -hmm. climate was filled with labor problems and people Mm -hmm. who were trying to control things like uh, mining irrigation and fruit growing rights 
Okay. Uh, there was a little bit of an economic slump in the 1870s, which caused a lot of discontent among the labor unions, and it demanded for the exclusion of Chinese laborers because they were willing to work for a lower wage than white people. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I know California has like a hard, hard past with the Chinese, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So there was a bunch of back and forth on this. Like it went all the way to U.S. Congress, which they passed it. And then the president was like, no, and vetoed it. Um, but then a treaty with China allowed for control of immigration, which mm -hmm. was officially passed in 1882, which suspended the immigration from China for 10 years. Oh, damn. Yeah. So while a little fucked up. In 1902, the U.S. upheld the ban on immigration from China, which meant that the huge crop ranchers struggled because they didn't have workers. But smaller farms saw more success because they were, you know, it was just like families doing it. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, prefer is, is I prefer smaller agriculture. But at the same time, you can't be like, no workers, because you guys will work for less. Yeah, it's it's the two-sided coin. Like, there's always a positive and a negative to, unfortunately, every situation. <laughs> yeah. So the big corporations found a way around this in the way of Japanese farm workers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because they were allowed to come over because they weren't Chinese. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. Yep. So uh, once again, the outcry began. And I cannot believe I have to say this, but they, it was known as the Yellow Peril. Oh, God. Yeah, it hurt to type. It hurts to say. You know, everything just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so because of this stupidity, uh, the quote unquote gentlemen's agreement between America and Japan stopped more immigrants from coming to America in 1907. And in 1913, the Webb Alien Land Law was passed that kept Japanese immigrants from owning land. Ugh. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, there were some cool things that were happening during this time, like the Los Angeles Aqueduct was being built. It was finished in 1911, so, like, that helped supply water to, you know, the desert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was California. Um, and then... With the rise of cars, the first transcontinental road, not railroad. Mm -hmm. I was very confused. I was like, why did they call it a railroad? And then I realized I just added the word rail in my brain when I read it. Because I'm just so used to seeing transcontinental, transcontinental railroad, railroad. Yeah. not transcontinental road. road. Um, but it was named the Lincoln Highway, and it linked New York City to San Francisco. Wow. Yes. It's a very long road. Very long road. Um, so... Now, coming to the Great Depression, it didn't really hit California quite as hard as it did other states. Like, mm -hmm. it still hit California, but yeah. because they have such a diverse landscape, mm -hmm. they weren't hit as hard as, like, let's say the people who were hit by the Dust Bowl. Yeah. So a lot of people who were affected by the Dust Bowl in the Great Plains started coming to California to look for work. Mm. And that's where we yeah. get books like The Grapes of Wrath and other shit that I never read in high school. Same thing. Yeah. Um, this, once again, made the people of California not super happy. Because, you know, there was a big population okay. booth, 
boom. And uh, all of a sudden, there were not as many jobs as there were before. Mm -hmm. Which led to a bunch of different like social welfare programs getting started and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, this was also the same time as movies. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yep. No, Hollywood Land. Oh, Hollywood Land. MGM, Universal Studios, and Warner Brothers were all some of the first, and they all built production houses in what is known, what was known as Hollywood Land, just outside of LA. Yep. Uh, California provided a great landscape for filming since it has such a wide variety of different climates, so they were able to make the desert look like the Middle East, film westerns, you know, film on the beaches to make it look like the East Coast, uh, you yeah. know, make it look Mediterranean, make it look like the, the jungles of Asia, that kind of stuff. Them things they do today. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, then a little thing known as World War II happened. Mm, unacceptable. Yep. And <laughs> California became even more popular because the military was like, hey, look at that. They've got a lot of different climates and a lot of space. So we're going to put some air training bases there. And mm-hmm. in Southern California, they had a bunch of aircraft manufacturers make their home there because there were a bunch of military training bases. So a bunch of military contracts. So like Douglas aircraft and Hughes aircrafts set up bases there. Um, training and Naval yards were built in San Diego, Long Beach and San Francisco. Yep. Um, now there weren't really any battles fought in America except for like Pearl Harbor. So yeah. not much else happened in California. During World mm-hmm. War II, other than the huge military boom that happened in the state. Yeah. But when World War II was over, mm-hmm. people started fucking. <laughs> and the baby boomers came. Oh, the boom. The boomers. The baby, the baby boomers. The boomers and the free spirits. Uh, land in California was super cheap. So a bunch of people started buying up land and <laughs> subdividing it. Well, fuck them, people. (laughs) Right? Building on it and getting rich. Real estate replaced oil and agriculture as Southern California's main industry. Wow. Yeah. Um, In 1955, a little guy you might have heard of named Walt Disney opened the very first theme park in the world called Disneyland in Anaheim. Yep. Nope. I haven't heard of that at all. Never heard of him. Nope. Not a a singular singular person no who's that uh, no idea Mm-mm. um and then in 1958 major league baseball came in the form of the dodgers and the giants leaving new york city to go to los angeles and san francisco respectively um the 1960s when boomers reached drafting age yeah. many decided they would rather be arrested and <sighs> oppose the vietnam war than go fight in the vietnam war that seems very on brand for California. Very on brand. Yep. Yeah. Um, along with that opposition, there were many strikes and demonstrations. One of the most famous ones being the one on the Berkeley campus at the University of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, California then became known as the land of like free spirits and open hearts and easy living. Uh, music came from the state reflecting this, you know, Hotel California and California Dreamin', you know, the the super chill beach vibes. Um, the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys. Love the Beach Boys. <laughs> I love how you're dancing to no music. <laughs> hey, it's music in my head, okay? 
Let's go matters. surfing now, everybody. Come to the safari with me. Bum, bum, bum. I love the Beach Boys. I used to, my parents loved the Beach Boys when I was growing up, so I have an affinity for the Beach Boys. Um, well, you provided a great segue because surfing culture. Woo! Look at me. You got one. I got one. This is a yeah. great episode. <laughs> so surfing culture became super big due to the state having, you know, a massive fucking coastline. Um, and a lot of the boomers took to living in surfing trailers and working low-paying jobs so that they could just live on the beach and surf all they wanted. Honestly, it's a vibe. It is a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. Like, I couldn't do it for, like, a long time because I'm not really a surfer and I don't like sand. Um <laughs> But, like, the idea of just being on a beach every day under an umbrella so I can't get burnt uh, sounds great. <laughs> so, basically, I just want to sit there and look at a picture of the beach with the sound of waves in the background. But I want to be on the beach. <laughs> just not touching the sand. <laughs> so, when we were in San Diego, Nico took us to a bunch of like his little hangouts and beach places and stuff like that because it's all they do now is go outside which is good for them um because there's a lot of places to do it in san diego not not as much in jacksonville um and so like they took us to like these cliffs and stuff and i was sitting there at the edge of this cliff looking down at the water and i'm like i could just literally sit here forever like there's no sand i can see a seal there's some water i hear the ocean this is perfect. And if I really wanted to, yeet, like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the picture you took and I was like, wow, she could just slide off the edge. <laughs> right? And like, then it's... I was like, wow, why was that my first thought? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, I could have just, if, if I wanted to, if the moment just, whoop, and I'm, and I'm done. <laughs> just, just, just yeet. like a seal. <laughs> yep. Oh, there I go. Um, but over, like it was, it was really beautiful, and it was really, really nice, and the weather just, uh fantastic. Um, oh yeah, no, I mean California is a beautiful state. I've seen pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get you there one day. One um, day. One day. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, I mm -hmm, that surfing. I, I get it. I I get the vibe. Yeah. I get it. So yeah. uh, those that were like me and aren't big into beaches took to the cities and joined uh, what became known as hippie culture. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that led to kind of, you know, a big culture emerge of the time that kind of started in California. And mm -hmm. the peak of this was in 1976, which was known as the summer of love, which a bunch of people like drove out to California for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, weird in weird stark contrast, those who weren't about the love and free living that the youth of California was about, uh, mm -hmm. they were making money. Isn't that just the most perfect description of fucking life? Yeah. <laughs> if you're not just chilling and enjoying life, you're making money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So commercial well, and, and and homeless. Yeah, are there? <laughs> no, those are just hippies. Yep, yep. <laughs> enjoying the love. Yeah. Uh, commercial and industrial expansion happened at astronomical rates. The um, 
the, uh, so the blah 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 blah, blah mm-hmm. uh, with the increase of like expansion also meant the increase in quality of like public education systems which led yep. to an educated workforce uh by 1980 california was the world's eighth largest economy wow yeah uh the growing population of over 20 million yeah was leading to major issues in urban areas as there weren't spaces for all of these people to get around, which led to more traffic, more pollution, and as I'm sure we'll talk about later in the season, crime. Crime on this podcast? Oh, never. Never. <laughs> um, so this led to urban developments actually having to set boundaries for growth and reducing the lot sizes for building homes. And this Mm -hmm. meant that the state could keep a lot of its natural landscaping, which included things like national parks and hiking trails. Yeah. So I was like, I appreciate that. I'm glad you weren't just like, tear it all down, build all over it. Oh, yeah. No, it's really nice. But you can definitely see, like, in San Diego, especially, like, houses are on top of each other. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially, like, going up, like like, a hill or a mountain or something like that. They're literally just built directly on top of each other. They're very small. Yeah. Unless you have those giant, you know, ginormous billion dollar houses and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Nico's favorite thing. We were driving around the fancy part of California. And he would tell me how that how he really likes that house. And then he'd look up and see how much that house cost. And then we would play a game and see if we could guess how much that house cost. <laughs> it was always over a million dollars. Always. I am so shocked. Can you hear the shock in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes it's ugh, i could hear it it's deafening oh yes <laughs> so with all this new industry they began having a tiny little issue with a thing called smog mm-hmm. which became mm-hmm. so bad that uh schools would have smog days instead of snow days Oof. yes i think so, a hurricane any day Damn. right This led to strict smog control laws and, like, the creation of things like carpool lanes and later on, as we see now, the push for electric vehicles. Yeah. Um, So while movies controlled the southern part of the state, technology controlled the northern part of the state, which led to major major growths in areas like San Francisco and Silicon Valley and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. Thankfully, by the time these areas were growing, immigration laws weren't as strict because they didn't have all of the people that they needed to make this industry grow as big as it has. Um, Mm -hmm. So they were able to recruit from many countries, especially in Southeast Asia and India, meaning that they could grow at the rate that they did, which, you know, depending on how you look at technology growth is a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, it really depends on yourself and your personal briefs. (laughs) And all of the immigrants throughout time has led to, you know, all of the different parts of the cities, you know, little China, little Hong Kong, little Saigons, all the kinds of stuff all across, which is why there is such culturally diverse areas in cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles and things like that is because of the amount of Asian immigrants to the area. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, that's really it. That's awesome. That. Was a very informative episode. Yes, it was. I fucking did not realize that they were involved in the Civil War at all. Yeah, I had no clue. Zero no clue. clue. I had zero percent of a clue. Yes. All right. So, do we want to start 
in Northern California or Southern California? Okay, so I'm going to be honest for a second. Um, I, just for a second? Okay. <laughs> so, I am dumb, and I cleaned uh-huh. my room, which included me throwing away the topics. Because I was like, mm. I'm going to print them out and do new ones, because obviously I missed a topic last season. Um, and before we started recording, I forgot to reprint out the list. So, um, mm. I have a little picker on my phone, okay. um, and I have it set up for NoCal and SoCal, and then also for our subjects. So, okay. I figure uh-huh. we would, I would just stick my phone in the bucket and let the bucket choose. Okay, that works. Via my phone. <laughs> I like it. We have to be flexible on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because um, Jesse has dumb moments. <laughs> it's okay. We all have dumb moments. Alrighty. So, is it going to be NoCal or SoCal? Spin, 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 spin. What is it going to be? NoCal! Alright, so our season A of California will be about Northern California. All right, and then I go first in NoCal. Yep. All right. Let's see. I don't. I don't even know what I want. I don't know anything about California. I have no clue. Other yeah. than like you know Jeff, not Jeffrey Dahmer, um, Charles Manson, and Richard Ramirez and shit. Yeah, that's really all I have. Oh, oh, I love you. Close Encounters of the Odd Kind for NoCal, <laughs> baby. Starting it off strong, starting it off strong. All right, what do we got? All righty. Are you hoping for anything? I have no clue. Whatever whatever the bucket slash phone ticker decides. Oh, that is so hard to read. Uh, Crime, but make it unorganized. Okay, right. wow. So we're going a little, uh, yeah, a little different. The phone slash bucket decided to make it, uh, uh, Two ends Uh, of the spectrum episode. I like it. It'll be nice. It'll be a nice uh, intro to to California for Northern California. I feel. All right. I I agree. Cool. All right. So, so, (laughs) thank you guys for joining us. We just got real. Like we got real dumb for a second. We don't know what's happening. Listen, I'm always real dumb. the glue that's holding this together anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you guys so much for listening um and welcome to season a of california northern california we're so excited to have you guys on this new season with us uh please make sure to watch out on our social medias instagram underscore history um history underscore bucket and then on facebook history bucket the podcast i'm Uh, working on it yeah, we're we're doing our best, okay? And that's that's all you can ask of us, and that's all we can give you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I work I worked nine days straight up until my birthday. I'm more I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, no, and I've I've been trying to get my life together. So um, mood. and most mostly of unpacking and unpacking my house. So uh thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. We had to harmonize. It's a California musical episode. Yeah. I don't even know if we technically harmonized. Probably not. (laughs) I'm I'm not a good singer, so we'll... (laughs) Mm, Samesies. Bye.